You know, there's this old cliche term, it takes a village to raise a kid. I think about four main factors of a village. I think about teachers. I think about coaches. Again, coaches could be sports coaches, uh, theater coaches, music coaches, what have you. I think about the parents, and then I think about the kid themselves. And when I think about taking a village, having a village invest in your kid, I think we'd all agree we're better off as a united front. So think about that. If you're in alignment with uh, the teacher, if you're in alignment with the coach, if you're in alignment with your your, uh, child, we're all going to be in a better place. Now, that doesn't always happen. We know that, right? That's probably why I'm doing this podcast. And I think about a conversation I had years ago with a friend of my son's mother, and she kept talking about you know, why she went to go see the teacher. And I said, well, why, why did you go? I understand you felt like the grade wasn't fair, but why did you go? And I stressed it like that. She goes, well, I just felt it was unfair and I just felt blah, blah, blah. And I asked her, I said, have you ever taught English? And it was an English paper that the kid got a B on, not an A. She said, well, no, but. I said, well, no, 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 there's, there, there's no but. You just have never taught English, correct? She said, well, no. But I wanted, I said, no, no, don't don't give me more. I just, do you mind if I ask you a couple more questions? She said, sure. I said, what would you do if you were a teacher? Well, Tim, I think they have to, I said, no, no, no. I didn't ask you what you think they should do. My question is, if you were a teacher, would you meet with every single parent who had a complaint about grades? She said, well, yeah, I would. I said, that's awesome. I said, so what I'd like to do I'd like to meet with you for the next seven days for an hour a day. I have some real big concerns about your parenting. And she looked at me, was so stunned. I said, are you okay with that? I'd like to schedule that now. She said, well, I know what you're doing. I said, no, I'm being really serious. I want to do it. She goes, well, I don't have time. And she stopped. I said, think about it from a teacher perspective. Think about meeting with every parent that was upset. And do we really honestly think when parents go and meet with teachers and the teacher doesn't change the grade, the parent walks away happy? No, they typically walk away angry. Now, let's look at it from a different perspective. What if the teacher changed the grade? And boy, that happens as well. Now the kid has learned one thing. Why put out full effort? Mom and dad are going to go take care of it. You know, I was just sharing this podcast with a friend and I shared with him a concept and it's really kind of a crazy concept. Yet if you give it some time, it's actually a really good concept. The greatest thing that can happen to our kids is to have bad teachers and bad coaches. Hopefully not bad parents. The greatest thing that they can have is the experience of a bad teacher or bad coach because it teaches resilience, navigation, adaptability, agility, because I promise you, after 31 years teaching workplace coaching, I promise you, your son or daughter absolutely will have a crappy boss. Absolutely. 71% of the workforce today is neutral or actively disengaged, meaning they're negative. The number one reason they leave An organization is because of their direct relationship with their boss. Now, that is not to put it all on the boss, because quite frankly, 
We also have workforces that don't have grit, don't take feedback well. They gossip. They talk at the water cooler. They're negative. They don't go to the source, but they talk about people. So it becomes a mixed bag. So what we have to do as teachers, what we have to do as coaches, what we have to do as parents, what we have to do as students is to ask ourselves or ask the student questions. Here's the first question you should ask. It's called a self-actualized question. What are you going to do to overcome this challenge? Instead of going to the teacher, instead of going to the coach about playing time, instead of going to the theater coach about getting the lead role, ask your child, what are you going to do to overcome this? What are you going to do to successfully engage with this? What are you going to do to successfully be a great teammate? It's a what question plus a success imperative, and it does something called framing. It frames out their responses, which triggers an emotional reaction that is typically positive. It does take a village. Our teachers have tremendous impact. Our coaches can have tremendous impact. Now, hopefully positive. But I promise you, the easiest thing a teacher could do is give everybody A's and have less hassles. The easiest thing a coach could do is in theory, give everybody equal playing time. But I promise you, most parents won't be happy with that either. The easiest thing that a kid can do is to say, look what happened to me. Yet if we have kids thinking about we before me, they become a part of the village. The greatest thing that we can do as parents is let the village be our partners. Let the teacher be your partner. Now, the only time, the only time I ever wrote an email, and I actually regret it. On some parts, I didn't regret, but I, my kid was on a baseball team. And the team literally, and I'm being serious, never had practices. And then they had kids who were chosen to go to these joint all-stars. And I was like, he's not getting... This isn't what we signed up for. Why would a a kid just show up for games? And I mean, literally just show up for games. There were no practices. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And it wasn't as organized, but you know what? My kid actually had a great experience. He liked the coaches. He liked playing with his friends. I sent an email just saying, you know, help me understand. Because he's not going to practices. We don't even know what to help him with. Not complaining, not fighting. And I got a very sarcastic email back. And I I regret sending that email because I thought this coach is going to go into a defensive posture. Never sent anything, never approached a coach, never approached a teacher since then. And I go back to a time when my son was in a school project and a kid, they had to give each other back, you know, give each other back to one another grades of what they felt the other one deserved. This one kid didn't do anything. My son and another kid ended up doing most of the project. The kid who didn't do much um, wanted to know the grade my son was going to give, and he wasn't going to give him a great grade, so he changed his grade. He was going to give my son an A. And I said to my son, I said, do you want me to go talk to the teacher? And he goes, no, I can handle it. And I thought, you know what? Back up, Dad. He's right. And he did not get an A. He did the project. The other two kids will tell you, he did the project. 
And I thought, this is not fair. What I was upset about is the teacher was pitting kids against each other. They're not skilled in conflict, and I'm sure the teacher's not skilled in conflict. I'm actually skilled in conflict. Yet there was a tremendous value in not going. There was a tremendous value in letting my son deal with it. He got a B. And I said, well, I don't know if that's really fair. And he said, I'll overcome it. I'll get an A in the class. And he did. Now, had I gone in there and with guns a-blazing, I'm not so sure he would have learned that lesson to overcome, to adapt, to be agile. I promise you, it takes a village. If you can look at the village as a united front with you as a parent, with you as a student athlete, with you as a student musician or theater person, good things will happen.